and welcome to the Beef Edge, the Chagas Beef Podcast, for all your latest news, information and advice for Irish beef farmers. I'm Catherine Egan and on this week's episode, I'm joined by Chris Daly from ICBF in advance of presenting at this year's Chagas Virtual Beef Conference to get an insight into the new commercial beef value. Chris outlines what it is and how it is going to have a positive impact on your farm. Chris, you're very welcome to the podcast. We heard recently of the Beef Data Genomics Programme being rolled over for 2022. What are farmers to do to stay in the programme? Initially, what farmers will need to do is to sign up and that um, facility is now available on the Department of Agriculture website, agfood.ie. So they simply log in and follow the links and sign up for 2022. Um, Alternatively, I think there's text messages being sent by the department um, through which farmers can respond yes or no to um, to continue into 2022. Importantly, there won't be any paper forms sent out. So um, that's a change from previous years. Farmers won't get anything in the post this time. So it'll have to be done either through Ag Food Online or through the text messages. The requirements for next year then are exactly the same. So... Uh, for herds using stock bulls, they have to have an eligible stock bull in the herd on the 30 of June 22. Um, at least 80% of the AI used has to be four and five star bulls, and they have to meet the 50% female requirement on the 31st of October 2022. And the recording requirements are the same. So recording your calf quality, docility, cow milk, etc., and uh, complete your carbon navigator update as well. And Chris, when do farmers have to sign up by? Yeah, so the deadline for signing up on uh, to the rollover is the 20th of December at 5pm. So um, either a response to the text message or um, signing up online to rag food has to be done by that time and date. That's great, Chris. And currently there's a new tool being made available for farmers buying in cattle and bringing them on to finish in order for them to know what their genetic merit is. That's correct. Uh, the commercial beef value or CBV for short. So this is something that ICBF and Chagas have been in discussions about with the, I suppose, throughout 2021, really. Um, you know, there was a big concern there that farmers buying uh, animals were doing so, I suppose, maybe blind is is too strong a word to use, but with very little information to hand, um, particularly on the dairy beef side. Um, if you think about calves going through the mark, for example, um, the only thing the farmers were able to really ascertain from looking at the calves was the breed makeup. You know, you could differentiate between a, a black Angus or a you know a, a, um, a black whitehead off the dairy herd. You knew, you knew what breed they were. You could see if they were well looked after and if they were healthy. But apart from that, you really had no idea as to what their genetic merit was. And what farmers were finding, and this was coming back very much um, to, to Chagas advisors out on the ground, was that. 18 months, 24 months later, when farmers were trying to finish these animals, that then they were seeing the dramatic differences between calves, even calves from the same breed, and maybe in some circumstances, even calves coming from the same herds, you know, where there was maybe different stock bulls or different AI bulls being used. So this tool will really give farmers just a bit more insight into the genetic makeup um, of the animals and help to make more informed decisions when buying them. What animals will the commercial beef value be available for? All commercial suckler animals will get it. So all of your commercial suckler males, so be that your weanlings or, or stores going through the mart and any uncalved females. So once once a suckler animal calves, you know, it's not going to be available on, on suckler cows. Uh, all of your dairy males will get it. So your dairy bull calves or, or dairy bullocks going through the mart and your dairy beef males and any uncalved females. So it's it's all your prime cattle, really. 
um, Catherine, it'll be available for, you know, pedigree animals won't have it. So particularly pedigree beef animals, the CBV won't be available for them because it's not a breeding index. It's only for animals that are destined for slaughter. Uh, dairy females won't get it and any calf females won't get it. So it's all animals apart from those will be eligible to get it. That's great, Chris. And what traits is it made up of? So you have about 20,000 um, beef herds in Ireland, but, you know, they don't have suckler cows. So these are herds that are buying either dairy beef animals or, or suckler animals and taking them through to finish. So if you think about it, what traits are of economic importance to them? So the carcass ones are the, are the, the obvious ones. So carcass weight, carcass conformation and carcass fat that will obviously have an input, impact on, the, on the, the end price of the animal. And while the animals are on farm, the two traits that will be important will be feed intake and docility. Um, so there's five traits included in the commercial beef value. It's essentially the terminal index, but with the calving traits taken out. Because if I'm buying animals, I'm not really concerned or it doesn't really impact my, my, um, the economics of my system. You know, if that calf was had a difficult birth or if it was long gestation, that's important just for the breeding farmer, for the dairy farmer, the suckler farmer, but not for the farmer that's buying the animals to take them through the finish. And what kind of a range are you seeing in cattle and variation within breed for the commercial beef value? Yeah, so I mean, look, if, if we look at the two extremes, I mean, at the top end, you're obviously going to have your extreme terminal suckler animals and on the commercial beef value. So it's a euro monetary value, the same as the replacement terminal index or, or EBI. The extreme animals are coming out at, you know, plus 350, plus 400 euros. So that would be your real terminal um, suckler animals. And at the bottom end, then, you know, your really poor quality dairy, dairy beef, uh, your dairy cross dairy calves, really. So particularly some of these crossbreds or, or jerseys, you know, they're going to be down at minus 200, minus 300 euros. So there's a huge range there. Um, now, interestingly as well, even within breed. So when you look at... Um, if you just take Frisian bull calves, for example, I mean, there's a huge range there from the best to the worst of those, as you would expect in, in any breed or any breed type. So that will be something that's of most interest to farmers. Like a lot of them will have a sort of a set enterprise whereby they're maybe buying suckler weanlings or they're buying, you know, Angus heifers or maybe Frisian bull calves. What farmers will be most interested in is, is what are the differences within that breed type? And in the CBV, what we have done is we have an across breed star rating, but we have an within breed type. So we've split the uh, breed types into three. So you have your suckler animals, you have your dairy beef. So, you know, your Angus, your Hereford, your limousines off of Frisian cows, and then your dairy cross dairy, which is your, your Frisian bull calf out of a, a Frisian dam. Um, so it, it'll show them the range within that breed type and it'll differentiate, you know, the best from the worst. So I suppose if you take, for example, if you have an animal that's 50 euro value of a CBV versus 150 euro of a CBV, what does that mean? Well, it's 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 one for one. So there's 100 euros between the two animals you described there in that example. So what it means is that there should be 100 euros difference um when when those animals are slaughtered now a lot of that will be coming from carcass weight and conformation but what farmers also have to remember is it's not all going to be in the output you know or the selling price of the animal because docility and feed intake are in there as well now feed intake is not really something farmers are going to be able to see um at farm level um but it is a very important trait and when you when you think about 
you know, the cost of inputs at the moment, um, particularly um, um, the, the, the price of meal, you know, that's going to be a very important trait. And also docility, you know. So, look, some farmers might say, look, all the cattle go into the shed, but at the same time, docility is important from a, a health and safety point of view. But also for farmers, grazing animals, you know, it's going to it's going to help on labour as well. You know, if you've if you've quieter animals, it's going to take less time to gather them up to bring them in for testing, for dosing, for you know, vaccinations, whatever the case may be. So it's not all going to be in the extra output from the carcass. Some of it would be in terms of savings on less feed consumed and less labour inputs because of better docility. I suppose if you take a farmer standing in the march looking at two different animals. How is this going to help them determine which animal to buy or are they ending up going to have to spend more at the start for a higher CBV animal? Well, whether or not they spend more is, is really going to just depend on the market and, and maybe the CBV is going to, to differentiate animals animals on price. And look, as I said, the market is kind of going to decide on that. But really what its purpose is, is farmers are still going to be able to do a visual appraisal of the animal and they can see the breed type, you know, Lots of farmers have preferences. You know, you'd hear anecdotally that in, in marts, particularly with suckler weanlings, colour can have a big impact on, on price. And look, farmers are still going to be able to do all of that. But by having the extra information on the board, you know, you could have two Charlet weanlings going through the ring, similar age, similar weight. But, you know, one of those animals could have a much better uh, genetic merit for carcass weight. And, you know, if the farmer bought those two animals, there could be... 50, 100, 150 euros difference um, when those animals are taken through to slaughter. So it's just giving the farmer more information at that point and at the point of purchase in relation to the animal's genetic merit. And how soon do you think it will be until this information will be available on MART boards? Yeah, so we're, we're currently in discussions with MART on that. Um, and the plan is, or the hope is to have this available uh, next spring. So, I mean, the, the, the big part or the I suppose the important period next year really will be you know calf sales you know from sort of uh, February March April time May time that farmers that are buying these dairy beef calves will, will have that information because they're probably the cohort of animals that are that are most critical um, if you think of suckler weanlings you know they're probably being sold at eight nine ten months of age and at that point in time it's probably easier for farmers to differentiate between the, the good and the poor quality weanlings at that age but a lot of calves dairy beef calves are being sold at two three four weeks of age and it's very very difficult to differentiate um in terms of quality at that age um so that's why it's it's very important that the cbv would be available uh, for dairy beef calves next spring and in many instances some farmers that are purchasing in the dairy beef calves will see no sire recorded how will that impact on the cbv yeah, so where the sire is missing, the, the animals just simply won't have a commercial beef value. Um, because in that case, we'll just have a dam, which only makes up half the genetic merit of the animal. And, you know, look, farmers are obliged to record sire breed, but not the, the, the exact sire. But, you know, it could be an Angus, but without the exact identity of the animal. You know, we don't know, is that a good Angus or a bad Angus or a mediocre Angus? So you can't put um, a commercial beef value on an animal where only half the ancestry is recorded. And Chris, for farmers that are currently wanting to access the CBV for their own cattle or cattle that they're intending to purchase, how can they access it? Yeah, so there's a profile. No, it, we're still doing some final testing on the profile. So it's not 
live and available to farmers just yet. But in the coming week or two, we're hoping to put that profile live. So farmers that are signed up to Herd Plus can log into their ICBF account and under the view profiles uh, drop down. So similar to looking at your Eurostar profile or your expected calving profile, you'll see there'll be a commercial beef value profile. And that will just list all the animals um, that are eligible to get the commercial beef value in your, your herd. So it'll give just the tag number, date of birth, so basic details like that. It'll give their breed type. So like I described earlier, we have three breed types. We have suckler, we have dairy beef, and we have dairy dairy. There'll be the euro value, so the commercial beef value itself in euros. You'll have uh, across breed stars, and you'll have the within breed type stars as well. Now, in the profiles, we give the extra information as well. So we give the we give the values of the five traits that are included. So we give the carcass weight value, conformation, fat, and docility and feed intake values as well. Now that's not something we would be showing on mark boards because you know space is at a premium and look, it'll be it would be too much information for farmers. But because we have that flexibility in the profile, we can give that extra information. And Chris, from analysis that you have done of all these different traits. What has it shown? Yeah, so if you think about the traits that are included, like carcass weight and docility, feed intake, when you look at all of the traits across the different uh, indexes, like the replacement and terminal, these traits, carcass, feed intake, docility, these are some of the more highly heritable traits, okay? So generally speaking, you know, you'll have, you'll have animals that will have a high CBV will, will more often than not be the more, the higher performing animals that will leave you know, potentially more profit for the farmer at slaughter time. We did some analysis on um, dairy beef animals that were born in 2019 and slaughtered in 2021. So what I did was I pulled out a pretty large subset of animals. I ended up at 74,000 um, dairy steers. So I just I just confined the analysis to steers. So 74,000 was a pretty was a pretty big um, cohort of animals. What I applied in was I used their index values from, from 2019. So when these animals were only calves, because if I use the current indexes, their carcass um, and kill out data would have fed into the evaluation. So, you know, it would have been kind of unfair. We wanted to look at, well, what would the CBV when these animals were calves have said? And look, the correlations were very, very good. On weight for age, we had a correlation there of 0.35. And even better, again, it was at 0.6 on, on confirmation. Um, which were, were quite strong correlations. Um, now there's some more analysis that we're going to do ahead of the um, beef conference next week. We're going to look at some animals that went through Tully because in Tully we had a feed intake data as well. So it'd be, it would be very interesting to look at feed intake. And look, as I said earlier, feed intake is something that's going to be very important going forward with the rising cost of inputs. And, you know, especially because it's something farmers can't really see um, themselves on farm. It's not really feasible for farmers to record it. We can do that through Tully, so it would be interesting to see um, the correlation and feed intake there as well. Chris, it'll be interesting to see the results from Tully that you're presenting at the virtual beef conference this year. What else is happening at the beef conference this year? Yeah, so it's starting off on the evening of Monday the 6th. Uh, Aidan Murray is chairing a session there and you'll have Professor Frank O'Mara, the director of Chagas, will be just talking about uh, climate change and how how the beef industry and beef farmers can, can meet the climate obligations. That'll be followed up by myself talking about the, the commercial beef value and just going through what we were speaking about there. 
Then the second evening is Wednesday, the 8th of December. Um, and this session will be chaired by uh, Matt O'Keefe, who's the editor of the Irish Farmers Mon Monthly. So on that evening, Paul Crossan, um, he's the Chagas Beef Enterprise leader. He'll be talking about the implications of slaughter age for beef cattle and greenhouse gas emissions. So there's a lot of discussions around that at the moment that, you know, if we can reduce the average age of, of, of slaughter in Ireland, that it, it would be, it would have a massive saving there on the, um, the GHG emissions from the beef sector. And look, that will conclude then with a discussion between, um, that will include Frank O'Mara, Paul Cross, and, and, and Kevin, Kevin Hanron, who's the, um, the, on the Chagas rural economy side of things. So that will, that'll wrap things up on, on Wednesday the 8th then. Sounds great, Chris. We're looking forward to tuning in on the 6th and 8th of December at 8pm and the registration link for the conference is included in the podcast text. Thanks, Catherine. That's all for this week's episode and my thanks to Chris for joining me on the show. You can catch up on all other shows and interviews from the Beef Edge podcast on the Chagas website at chagas.ie or you can listen on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so you never miss a show. For all other updates from our beef programme, keep an eye on our Twitter and Facebook pages. Until next time, I'm Catherine Egan and thanks for listening. <laughs>